Hello and welcome to Daily Interlake News Now. I'm your host, Taylor Inman. We're taking a look at some of this week's biggest headlines and what's coming up for the Flathead Valley. The Great Northwest Oktoberfest is taking place this weekend and next weekend. I chatted with Whitefish Chamber of Commerce Executive Director Kevin Garland about what they have planned for attendees this year. But first, here's some headlines. One man is behind bars and another hospitalized following an afternoon shooting in the parking lot of a South Kalispell business on Wednesday, according to officials. Kalispell police officers headed to Murdoch's Ranch and Home Supply on US 93 South at about 4.30 p.m. on September 27th for a report of an assault with a weapon, according to a press release issued by the department. Authorities said they found one man suffering from a gunshot wound who was later taken to Logan Health Medical Center. Officials said a second man, identified as 70-year-old John David Walker of Dayton, was taken into custody. He is being held at the Flathead County Detention Center on a pending assault with a weapon charge. He was expected to make an initial court appearance on Thursday, according to jail records. The shooting remains under investigation, officials said. Authorities urged anyone with information about the shooting to contact Detective Sergeant Karen Webster at 406-758-7780. Plans emerged Monday for a large mixed-use development at the South Gateway to Whitefish that would include more than 200 apartment units. The approximately 11-acre parcel on the southeast corner of US-93 and Montana 40 intersection currently is under Flathead County jurisdiction, but Whitefish City Council will consider an option to annex the property at its next regular meeting on October 2nd. The city growth policy calls for business traditional district zoning at the high-traffic intersection. Lead developer Alberto Valner said the Alpine 9340 project will help alleviate some of Whitefish's housing needs, with the addition of 210 units, including 21 deed-restricted affordable units that will be created under Whitefish's Voluntary Legacy Homes program. The program offers incentives such as building standard deviations in exchange for affordable units or cash in lieu. Valner told the Whitefish pilot that, quote, these are not luxury apartments. We want to provide attainable and affordable housing, end quote. He added that aside from the deed-restricted units, the remaining will be market-rate rentals. According to a promotional website for the development, the goal of the project is to create, quote, an iconic and first-class entrance to the city of Whitefish by providing a neighborhood with outstanding landscaping, architecture, and amenities, end quote. Valner said the proposed project does not deviate from what's allowed under zoning. Project plans indicate the neighborhood will include a gym, playground, dog park, and shared use path and shared youth paths along the highway, rendering show a clock tower at the entrance with courtyards dispersed throughout six buildings that would be two or three stories in height. Other amenities would include roof patios, community fire pits, a designated bus stop area, and covered parking. About 15,000 square feet of retail space is proposed as well, which Valner said would be filled with neighborhood-type businesses like a coffee shop or small restaurant. A project timeline forecast Phase 1 construction could begin as early as next summer, with the first units being completed by the end of 2025 or early 2026. Read the full version of this story at whitefishpilot.com. Glacier National Park will host its annual Mount Brown Hawk Watch program on October 14th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. near Lake McDonald Lodge. The event will begin at 11 a.m. at the Golden Eagle Interpretive Sign near Jammer Joe's Restaurant parking lot in the Lake McDonald Lodge area. Park biologists and volunteers will teach participants how to identify and count migrating raptors and answer questions about the integral role of raptors in our ecosystems, the risks they face, and why Glacier has started the Mount Brown Hawk Watch program. 
Educators from Montana Wild Rings Recovery Center will also be on site with live raptors from 12 to 2 p.m. to provide up-close looks at some of the raptor species that migrate past Mount Brown. And for the last hour of the event, counting migrating raptors will resume from 2 to 3 p.m. Participants should bring their own binoculars and be prepared to count golden eagles on their annual migration south past Mount Brown. Throughout September and October, volunteers can also choose to hike on their own to an observation point and count migrating raptors just below the Mount Brown Fire Lookout. Volunteers interested in hiking to the observation point and participating in the count should email the Glacier Citizen Science Office at glac underscore citizen underscore science at nps.gov for additional details. Each year in the fall, golden eagles migrate from northern breeding grounds to warmer climates. One of the most important North American golden eagle migration routes passes directly through Glacier National Park along the Continental Divide. Large numbers of other raptors also use this migration corridor during the fall and spring months. To see a map of Hawkwatch sites around the world, go to www.hawkcount.org. And for more information about the Mount Brown Hawkwatch program, contact park staff via email at glac underscore citizen underscore science at nps.gov or call 406-888-7986. While people all the way in Munich celebrate the Fall Festival of Oktoberfest, folks in Northwest Montana are preparing their own celebration. The Great Northwest Oktoberfest is taking place this weekend and next weekend, so Whitefish Chamber of Commerce Executive Director Kevin Garland is going to tell us what's in store. Yeah. All right, I am here in the Oktoberfest tent here at Depot Park in Whitefish with Kevin Gartland, the Executive Director of the Whitefish Chamber of Commerce. He is going to tell us a little bit about the Great Northwest Oktoberfest this year. How are you doing, Kevin? Doing great. Doing great. We're in the final stretches. Open up in about two hours, so um, it's coming. It's coming together nicely. You know, we had a little little bout with the rain, but that's going to move on through, and we're going to have a great weekend. Yeah. Um, and we're recording this on Locals Night. Um, I understand that's a pretty popular night for people to stop by, right? When you give something away for free, it's always popular. But we, we like to think it's because people uh, want to come out for the first day and get a, get a feel for how things are, see their friends after a long, hot summer of working, and, uh, and it's become very popular. It's, it's one of the, the best attended nights of the entire time, which is for Thursday night, that's saying something. Yeah. Well, let's just chat about the festival itself for a little bit. Uh -huh. um, how did it get started up here, and when did the chamber take it over? The chamber started it in okay. 2010, um, and so it's been going for 14 years, 14 years. I think we've only had 13 festivals because we had a uh, had a cancellation during COVID. Only one. We did have a cancellation during COVID. So um, it's been a, a very interesting road. Um, it's, it's started out with as a two-day festival, one weekend, and grew into a three-day festival, then into a second weekend, and now it's uh, it's come to the point where we're doing 8,000 people over the course of two weeks, and um, probably the, one of the largest events, special events certainly in Whitefish, other than the Winter Carnival, it's, it's number one. So, uh, come a long way with it. Um, very popular, both here in the Valley, and we get a lot of visitors from Canada, we get a lot of visitors really from throughout the United States, so it's, it's built a real reputation. Yeah, so what, what sparked the idea to do this back in 2010, do you know? I took the job in 20, 2009 here at the Whitefish Chamber, and I've been doing Oktoberfest for 30 years. So at the chambers that I've done elsewhere, we've always done it. And this is a mountain community. It's perfect for a, for a festival like this. I've done it in other mountain communities, so we decided to give it a shot. Yeah. So 
I understand there's a little bit that's going to be different this year from last year. Could you tell me about some of the things people can expect to see differently? Oh, you know, there's not a whole lot different. We've moved the bars outside of the tent, so we've got a little bit more room inside the tent for seating. Um, we got uh, Western Senators are back. They're a, a band that hasn't been with us for four or five years, but our original Oktoberfest band from Canada, so they're here with us the first weekend. Um, you know, we've got on our second Thursday, we do the, the Hop Queen pageant and crowning, and this year we're doing what we're calling the, the Royal Bavarian Banquet. So one night only on Thursday night, we're doing a full spread of, of all kinds of German food, from bratwurst to knockwurst to sauerbraten to hot German potato salad to the sauerkraut and the red cabbage and the, and the spice cake and everything. So that's a one night only deal. Um, other than that, we have six food trucks out here serving it up every every night but that's that's kind of a special deal in, in honor of new hop queen so that'll be new this year and uh, other than that not a whole lot changes it's a pretty popular fest don't mess with it if it's not if it's not broke right right it ain't right. broke don't fix it yeah yeah so tell me about some of the other things you mentioned there's food trucks here what else are we going to have going on that people can look forward to well i mean it's mostly about the dancing and the music and the beer and the food it's all about german so we have german there are music on stage, we have dancing uh, on the dance floor. Dance floor is a little bigger this year because we needed to expand it because it's been too packed lately. Um, you know, the food is, is all about it. We've got German beer from Hofbrau. We've got uh, local beer from Missoula, Baron Brewing, uh, which is a Hofbrau or a Munich-style brewery. It's down in, in Missoula, been there for 35 years, and uh, they do a great job. So we have some authentic brew, authentic food, authentic music, dancing, um, and we get our folks into the, into, uh, the act with series of audience participation contests that, uh, that get people revved up. Yeah. Well, we've already mentioned this is a really popular festival, but I mean, and it's okay if you don't know off the top of your head, but from last year I heard there were some big numbers. Could you tell me a little bit about like attendance? Oh, we did. Last year was our biggest ever, and so we probably got about, we did about 8,000 people last year, which is up probably by about 10-15% from the year before. So, And, we, and we, we credit that to the fact that it's the first time we've done the big the festival here in Depot Park since before COVID, since 2019. People like this, this festival here. And we've had a lot of new people moved into the valley. Um, so you've had folks who have never been to, not only to Oktoberfest, but they've never been to the rodeo, they've never been to Winter Carnival, they've never been to all those things or the Northwest County Fair. So last year we saw really big numbers at all of the major special events in the county, not just Oktoberfest, but uh, we were happy to, to to enjoy that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Well, is there anything that you would like to let attendees know as the event unfolds the next couple weekends? Just come on down, don't miss it. Um, we have, uh, if the weather gets, looks like it's getting nasty, which it did earlier today, 10 minutes later, we live in the Rockies. So this is what happens. We got the sun shining out, it's gonna be a great weekend. We're, you know, we do have the tent, the tent seats about 500 people under the tent, so we don't worry about the weather too much. We've got uh, a number of propane heaters and pay the propane guy pretty nicely for this weekend but we'll make sure it stays nice and warm here and come out have a good time come out on Saturdays with the kids we have uh, Saturday afternoon is our family day so we have kids activities from noon to five and the following Saturday is seniors day which is free for seniors uh, who are over 65 so a um, little bit of something going on all the time yeah cool yeah. yes I was here in 2019 and I remember it was really toasty in here yes it gets warm yeah and then the moment you step outside to use the bathroom it gets a little cold but it does you get a little, little bit of frost on the on the toilet seat but yeah. we have to work around that Right. <laughs> well, Kevin, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Uh, Oktoberfest runs this weekend and next weekend down here in Depot Park in Whitefish. Thanks, Kevin. Very good. Thank you.
let's take a look at what events are coming up this week. Remember, you can find karaoke nights, art classes, and anything community-related by going to dailyinterlake.com events. And for business owners and event organizers out there, it is totally free to sign up and start posting your events for the entire region to see. The Kalispell Sports Cards and Collectibles Show is taking place tomorrow, September 30th at the Hilton Garden Inn in Kalispell. The event features sports cards, memorabilia comics, Pokemon, TCG, and more. It is free to attend and doors open at 9 a.m. A Blood Drive in Big Fork is happening October 3rd from 11.15 a.m. to 5.15 p.m. It takes place at the Bethany Lutheran Church. People who want to donate can sign up at redcrossblood.org. Other area blood drives can be found on their website as well. And October 4th, the Northwest Montana History Museum in Kalispell will be discussing Jim Bridger, Trailblazer of the American West, during their History Book Club. That runs from 2 to 3 p.m. The History Book Club at the museum meets the first Wednesday of every month. Thanks for joining us. News Now is a podcast from the Daily Interlake. We're proud to be the largest independent newsroom in Montana and the oldest paper in the Valley. Consider becoming a subscriber to support our work. Call circulation at 406-755-7018 or go to the subscribe tab in the top right corner of our website. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode of the pod. Everybody stay safe and have a great week.